This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with The App Show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. Got a pretty cool program today, John. Uh, we will be talking with the folks over at Google about uh, the Google One subscription service, you know, where you get all the, the cloud storage. Well, they also have their VPN available now in Canada, a virtual private network. This is a way to protect your privacy when you are using the internet. And I know a lot of people use VPNs. Well, now Google is available in Canada. We'll tell you all about it and how much it is. We uh, will also be chatting with uh, some folks over at a, uh, an app called Yards. This is great for anyone in construction. If you've uh, got a company, small or large, and you've got a bunch of uh, equipment and you rent equipment as well, this app helps you keep track of all of that equipment, who it's uh, being used by, and when it needs to be returned as well. Saving a lot of these construction companies thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars. You know those those tractors you see at the side of the road that have been sitting there for weeks? Yeah. Well, if they use the Yards app, it wouldn't be sitting there. We'll also uh, be chatting about how to get unwanted memories in Apple Photos and Google Photos out of there. You know how those memories kind of come up in your feed? Yeah. It'll show you an ex-girlfriend or maybe a friend that passed away or something like that, and it'll just trigger you, basically. We're going to tell you how to get rid of that. Yes. You'll still have your photos, but you can go in and specifically get rid of certain people and even dates and holidays yeah. as well. Let's talk about some of the news uh, out there, uh, John. A lot of uh, phone releases uh, happening over the next couple of months. I think Apple's going to be announcing something in September. Samsung has uh, just uh, come out with their flip and fold phones, the third generation. These are those folding screen phones. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to check them out, uh, go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com. We've got some great videos of uh, us kind of uh, testing them out. Yeah, we've, it's been a lot of fun to have them in the office this week. Yeah, amazing technology. Yeah, uh, Google, of course, they're in that whole game as well. They're going to be coming out with the Google Pixel 6 uh, and and more recently now, they uh, have come out with the Google Pixel 5a with 5G. Yeah, but it may not come to Canada. No? No. At least it hasn't been announced in Canada yet. Well, the, uh, the 5 series uh, has been a very popular Google phone. And it's kind of more in the value price range. Like they, they've kept them under $1,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's a fantastic device. You get all the great the core Google Android features without any of the bloat. You get a really nice, decent camera with some really good software for doing night photography and portraits and all that kind of stuff. And now they're going to be adding water resistance, a bigger battery, and even a headphone jack. So I think it officially goes on sale August 26th down in the U.S. Uh, for about 450 bucks. I mean, that's a pretty good price for that phone. Like the camera on there is fantastic. Yeah. It, Google's done such a good job with the camera, but more so even the software. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like they haven't got the highest camera specs compared to some of the other guys out there, but no. the way that it works with the software is amazing. Yeah, they've got Night Sight, Live HDR+, and even portrait light modes. Anyway, uh, we'll be uh, keeping on top of that to uh, see when that might uh, be coming to Canada as well. BlackBerry in the news. Don't hear a lot about them anymore. I mean, they used to be the biggest smartphone maker for years and went into a steady decline once uh, the iPhone came out and Google with their Android platform. Well, they are still in business. I mean, they still make uh, a lot of uh, back-end 
server and security software, but uh, maybe a lot of people don't know this. They also have an operating system called QNX that is used in a lot of cars and medical devices. Yeah, and trains, robotics, and uh, aerospace and defense. It's, they even have it on the space station. Well, uh, they've just uh, announced that uh, there might be an issue, a security issue <laughs> with with that operating system, which is alarming when you think that it's in cars and trains and yeah. medical devices. So there's apparently an exploit that remote attackers can uh, use to, I guess, get into the systems. Yeah, it can cause a denial-of-service condition or execute arbitrary code on these effective devices. Basically means they have the keys to the kingdom. Yeah, I you know, there hasn't been any announcement of this affecting any devices. I think they've been able to catch this and hopefully we'll be able to patch it up. But it's it's crazy, John. No matter how hard these companies try, there's always some security issue. Yeah, you can't cross all the T's and dot all the I's. Anyway, well, we'll be keeping uh, on top of uh, that. Uh, Samsung Pay will uh, let you carry your COVID vaccination record. Yeah, this is an interesting development that uh, I'm hoping we'll see something like this happen in Canada. Um, but, you know, one of the things that uh, we're finding out is when we want to go to Las Vegas in January for the Consumer Electronics Show is we're going to have to have proof of vaccination. And how are they going to do that? Well, you know, there's been talk about Apple having the support for that in the Apple wallet. And now Samsung Pay is also going to have support for it. Well, we'll be following up with that uh, as more of these uh, companies uh, will give us the ability to have those records on our phones. When we come back from the break, we're going to be talking with the Google folks about their new virtual private network that's easy to use for everyone. Back after this. You are back with the program. Mike and John here. Time to talk Google. And we've got a great guest, a Googler uh, from down California. His name is Bruno Tedeskin. Actually, he's kind of Canadian, or so he says. Thanks for joining us, Bruno. <laughs> hey, Mike. Hey, John. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm, I'm definitely Canadian. Okay. So uh, just to reaffirm that. We'll check your identi- identification later. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about uh, Google One. Uh, so there's so many different subscription yeah. services now, Bruno. And I wanted to have you on the show because uh, you guys do have Google One and you've announced this new VPN feature, which we're kind of excited about, which we'll get to. But let's just lay yeah. the groundwork for the listeners out there that may not know what Google One offers. Yeah, absolutely. So Google One uh, was really uh, born of this idea that we um, users need a subscription to get a little bit more out of Google, right? And so we started with uh, cloud storage and a little bit more support, so high touch support, um, and being able to share that that with family members. Um, we have since complemented that with a bunch of uh, other member benefits, so ways to sort of get a little bit more out of the the Google products that you may already use or maybe don't use yet, but fit in really well with. Uh, what you're trying to to accomplish. So things like, you know, potentially getting up to 10% back uh, on purchases uh, made on the Google store for for Google devices. So, you know, if you're a really big Google fan, then uh, we help you get a little bit more out of that. And now we're adding the VPN. Um, So that uh, launched in the US back in in the fall. Um, And so we're super excited to have it launched to to Canada, uh, as well as a bunch of other geographies like Mexico, uh, France, Italy, Spain, Germany, and UK. Um, um, yeah, and that, that was a, a pretty exciting thing because uh, as well as since launching, we had a, a few other features come out as well, which we can we can talk about in just a minute. But 
uh, all very exciting stuff. Yeah, let's talk about uh, um, the Google One service. Uh, a lot of it revolves around the storage. John, I know you have the 200 gigabyte package, which I believe is about uh, four bucks a month Canadian. Something like that. Yeah, 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 or 40 bucks a year if you yeah. pre-buy it. That's right. And I usually just pay. And what do you use it for? I use it for storage because it basically <laughs> enhances my um, my personal email, which is part of uh, uh, hosted by Google. Yeah. And it gives me more space there, but also gives me uh, like a big, huge Google Drive spot for me to drop stuff. And uh, so then, then there's the granddaddy one, which is two terabytes. And is that a family sharing plan, Bruno? They're actually all family sharing plans. Oh, so that okay. was kind of core to something that we did from the beginning. Um, what's unique about the Google One subscription versus other uh, storage um, subscri- uh, subscriptions that you may be familiar with is that the the family sharing um, is you take kind of like the entire package of the the storage that you get and that's shared amongst everyone. It's not um, it's not like two terabytes for each person or 100 gigabytes for each person, and that gives you a little bit more flexibility. Uh, around how you share that and it's not sort of as restricted there but we start that right from the from the 100 gig plan and and how many people are in a family uh up to six so you plus five others is this this is different than like the google workspaces because that's what we use for our get connected side we we all our email we our drive sheets all that stuff is all that but that's that's like this is the consumer side versus the workspace, which is more like the business side. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's a pretty fair uh, where to uh, way to portray it. Uh, portray it. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the other benefits uh, people get besides just storage with the plans? Yeah. So um, as I mentioned, uh, you get high touch support, which is pretty cool. You know, in general, um, if you have a problem across any Google product that you use, you can contact the support, and if you're a Google One member, you. You um, uh, can talk live with an agent, um, um, chat, email as well. Um, that's again, shared with your family. Some of the, the um, member benefits include things like, uh, as I mentioned, the, the credit back we give on, on Google store purchases. There can be things like um, um, free trials, extended free trials to different products like YouTube and, and uh, Stadia. Um, and then, like I said, the VPN, which is a pretty exciting thing for us to yeah. bring let's jump right in, Yeah, let's jump right into the VPN. Uh, so uh, VPN, Virtual Private Network, uh, explain to our listeners why they would want a VPN. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of folks are probably familiar with the VPN as something that they used in, uh, in a workspace or uh, maybe even for school. Um, and the typical idea there is to access something that is in a secure place, but there's a bigger and, and sort of more important use um, every day now, which is uh, as we're on the go and we're, you know, maybe not so much these days, given that folks have been uh, stuck at home with uh, during during the pandemic. But, you know, let's let's imagine the, the future where we can kind of uh, get out and about a little bit more. Um, you connect to different Wi-Fi networks all the time. Right. And when you connect uh, through those Wi-Fi networks or even um, um, other Internet service providers, your information passes through a number of networks that can be insecure or could be um, could be uh, monitored in such a way that um, the person behind that network, the, the network provider, is collecting information about you. And the VPN, what it does is it secures the information before it leaves your phone, encrypts it, and it sends it to a, a server in its encrypted format before it travels out to the rest of uh, the internet. 
And once it travels out beyond that point, um, there, there isn't that risk anymore because that's sort of like much higher level of the of the internet that um, typically doesn't have that kind of nefarious use. Um, and so it gives you that sense of security wherever you're going, that your information is secure, it gives you a, a more privacy as well, depending on what site or service you're using. Um, and so, you know, it has benefits across the board. I have questions. <laughs> okay, let's. Uh, yeah, uh, so some it. people use VPN, and I know these are crazy questions, but some people use VPN uh, to watch Netflix in a foreign country. You know what I mean? So they can access the yes. Netflix at home. Does this allow you to do that? <laughs> Great question. Uh, no, it does not. So okay. we're we're really focusing on on the use case of security and privacy. Okay. Um, we know that other VPNs offer that, but that's not something that we're looking to support. So one use case scenario that. Mike and I have both experienced, well, pre-pandemic, we went to China and everyone knows that China blocks a lot of Google services. Would this VPN work for helping us get access to that if we were to go back to China? So China China is a tr- tricky story. Um, we actually, Google doesn't really operate in China. So um, unfortunately, no, that wouldn't work. Okay. Um, but for the rest of the world and other countries, the goal is yes. So the idea would be that as you travel to those countries, the VPN um, would still secure your 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 connection. Um, again, it wouldn't it wouldn't allow you to sort of get content from outside of where you are. It's very much still the focus of like you know you are you are where you are, and we're trying to make sure that uh, whatever uh, service you're connecting to is is secured and you're doing it in a private fashion. Um, but that's that's kind of the the gist. Now. Just to clarify, this currently is only available for Android users, so the v, the Google VPN. And but it's got a couple of really cool features that I really like. One is safe disconnect, which basically forces your phone to not work until it's safely connected to the VPN. That's right. Which is great because a lot of times you just turn on your phone in a, in a foreign country or some other place, and it's connected to a million a things. Dirty coffee shop somewhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And and before you yeah, can actually exactly it. before you can press that VPN button, like this just sort of takes care of that problem. Yeah, which is great. Um, but I also like app bypass because sometimes some apps just won't work through a VPN. Yeah. So and you can actually specify which apps can sort of not be part of the VPN, which is again another cool product that isn't normally part of a standard P- VPN package. Yeah, exactly. So since our launch last fall, we've built in a few other uh, features in there. So the the two you mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned them. Um, uh, you know, we've recognized that there are some sort of, um, there are some users that are looking for a more customized VPN experience. I, I should say that we built this in such a way that, that it, it was as simple as possible to use. So the idea would be you tap it on, it's on, and you just forget it. Because ultimately, that's kind of the best thing for, for an end user, right? Like we, as users, should not be thinking about these things every day. We need to have technology work for us. Um, and so that's, that was the, the kind of mindset there. Um, but you know, we recognize that some people have heightened needs, uh, especially like, for example, safe disconnect. You may have, you may have a heightened privacy need if you're in a country that you don't want any information leaving your phone, unless it's encrypted, for example. Um, or, you know, like, like you said, to give the example of having some apps or, or programs, um, not go through the VPN cause maybe they don't work too well, um, so, so we built that in. There's another feature like snooze. I don't know if you've had a chance to, to uh, play around with that, but the idea there is, um, you know, if you just need to pause it temporarily, it'll 
it does exactly what you would expect, right? Like the VPN is snoozed and it'll come back up on its own. So you're never in a situation where you forget to turn it back on. Um, and that way, you know. Yeah, because if you forget to turn forget it back on. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. What's the point? So exactly. I, I just want to ask about the um, the ease of use on this thing. Can normal people use this? Do they have to be a nerd to figure this out? Because, you know, some of these VPNs, they're not the most simple things to get up and going. Yeah, that's uh, I, I laugh because it's true. I mean, I work in technology and, and even for me, sometimes I look at these things and I, I find them a little bit. Uh, they put too much owner uh, onerous. uh, uh, uh tasks on, on the user. This is super simple. You just open up the app, there's a toggle and you tap it on and that's it. Um, if you need to do more customized stuff, then you can do that. But for most, most users, they don't set it and forget it basically. Exactly. Uh, we've been talking with our good friend Bruno over at Google about the, uh, the new, uh, Google one plans with uh, VPN, uh, virtual private networks. So a great tool for protecting your privacy and your personal information, no matter where you are, and uh, those plans uh, on the uh, the Google One plan, they start at uh, I think thirteen ninety nine a month in Canada, and one hundred forty bucks a year if you just buy it outright. So uh, you get two terabytes of storage. You can share with the whole family, and you can share the uh, the VPN with all the Android users. Coming out for the other platforms as well. Uh, we hope to bring it soon to iOS and uh, maybe in the future to, to others as well. The, the, the big thing that, one of the things that's on your list though, which is kind of interesting, is 10% back on Google store purchases. So if you're buying a Pixel phone, yeah, getting 10% yeah. off that's a pretty good deal. It's not bad. Yeah. It pays for, it could pay for exactly. the, yeah. <laughs> for the, the, the subscription <laughs> there, definitely. Um, but we get 50%, right, Bruno? <laughs> 50. For you guys, of oh, course. Yeah. You do not. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bruno, thank you for joining us. And obviously people can find out uh, more information on your website, I guess. Exactly. Thank you guys both for having me on the show. Uh, very nice to, to talk about it with you and to be speaking about it today. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You're back with the program. Mike and John here. We're going to talk about removing unwanted memories. Now, we're all using smartphones and all the different photo apps. Uh, so whether you're on an iPhone and using uh, iCloud and Apple Photos or on the Google platform, the Android platform, and using Google Photos. And iPhone users use Google Photos as well. And I'm, I'm interested in this segment, John, because I've had this issue. I've got, uh, you know, those uh, Google Home screens in yes. my kitchen and parts of my house, and I've tied them to my Google Photo account. So as I'm taking pictures with my iPhone, because I've got that tied in there, these photos just come up on the screens. Right. So sometimes I've taken some less than flattering photos or embarrassing photos and I kind of forget where they're all going and you know we'll have friends over and you know there'll be me in the toilet somewhere because I've taken a picture and it's kind of embarrassing not that I take a lot of toilet pictures no but yeah you I I have mine set up a little different I have a, a wallpaper folder that is assigned to those devices. Well, I'm stupid and I don't do that. I'm just linking it directly to my Google Photos. No, but the other thing that happens a lot on these devices too is now we've got all these little photo widgets that you can have on your phone, your eye, your your tablet or whatever that just brings up nice memories and shows you, just, you know, hey, on this day two years ago, you saw a sunset or something like that, right? Yeah, but sometimes, John, it brings up photos of people that you don't want to see anymore. Yeah, former friends, colleagues. Maybe even a, a special occasion. Yeah, who knows what it is. So they've actually made it fairly easy to do uh, what we want, we're going to explain right now, and that's basically to remove these memories, or these people specifically, from being served up in your memories. 
unfortunately, with Apple Photos, iOS 14 isn't nearly as good as it's going to be when iOS 15 comes out, which is probably going to be next month, September. Because um, basically all you can do is when that memory pops up, if you long press on it, it will then give you the option to show, f- suggest fewer memories like this. But you can't specifically turn off whomever's in that photo. But on iOS 15, you actually have the ability to go into people and places and you'll actually see a list of all the people because it's recognizing faces and you can actually just click on the person that you don't want to see anymore and you can actually remove them and basically effectively hide them. Your photos are still on your photo uh, iCloud and everything like that. They're just not going to be swallowed up into this memory funnel. So that's super, super handy. Is that why I'm not in any of your picture frames? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, you can do that in, in uh, with Apple, uh, but also you can do that with Google as well. Yeah, it's a little different on Google. Um, you basically, in the on the mobile Google Photos app, you go on, you tap on your account profile f- picture at the top right, tap photo settings in Android or Google photo settings on Apple devices and tap memories. And then tip hide people and pets to remove one of these flashbacks. So if one of your old pets is triggering for you, like maybe mittens the cat, you can you can take her out of existence. Yeah, well, at least take her out of the memory funnel at yeah. least. So yeah. And you can also um, turn off being notified of certain memories too. So you tap on notifications and then look for the memory section. And this is on uh, Google Photos app. And you have the ability then to hide specific dates even. So that's kind of cool. Like maybe there was a birthday or a Christmas that you don't want to be reminded of. Yeah. Yeah. Or you were at a funeral or something like that, right? Like who knows what is going to be the problem that you want to get rid of, but you have the ability to do that now. John, isn't this kind of crazy that this is something we have to think about now? Yeah, but it's better than thinking about that memory popping up in the most awkward time or, or when you're not wanting to see your ex or whatever pop up on your on your little display or on your phone widget? Well, that's the thing, John, like, cause a lot of these digital assistants now like Google and uh, Amazon, they've got their smart speakers that have the big screens on them or even the little screens. Yeah. And they ask you when you're setting them up, do you want just some nature scenes or do you want to tie them to your Amazon or your, your Google photo account? Yeah. And same. you're like, yeah, that's a great idea. It's not always a great idea. No, <laughs> but like I said, you can curate it and you can make it your own Typically, I just put my favorites in in its own folder, and then I have a link that folder as opposed to just having the stream of consciousness, consciousness of you know, as Mike would say, photos from my bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, what are you taking pictures of in your bathroom? Yeah, I don't even want to explain. It's not it's not weird, but it's just sounds like yeah. You know, my wife's one day like, why the hell do you have a picture in the toilet? And I'm like, it's a long story. Was it a accidental button press sure <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm gonna go with that sure. okay we're gonna have to take a break you are listening to the app show right now when we come back we're gonna tell you about our contest this week it's it's really cool we're giving away a kingston uh technologies uh memory pack or three of them and merchandise like there's a bunch of prizes to win and if you stay tuned we're gonna tell you how you as our faithful radio listeners can get extra entries into this contest. Stay tuned. Back after this. 
You are back with the program. Mike and John here. Uh, got a great guest on the line. I always like to explore different types of uh, apps and platforms on uh, the show. Uh, we've got uh, the man over at Yards. It's spelled uh, Y-A-R-D-Z. And uh, this is a tool or an app for construction companies to keep track of uh, their gear and uh, even rent stuff out as well. Uh, on the line, we've got Jason Perez. Thanks for joining us, Jason. Thank you for having me as a guest. Truly appreciate it. Did I get that right? Uh, it's kind of like an asset and rental management uh, app for construction companies? You nailed it. I mean, that's that's about as simple as you can state it, right? It um, allows you to manage all the rentals from start to finish, the whole life cycle, but it also allows contractors to manage everything that they own, right? And their tools, um, apply it to projects, apply it to people, check it out to people, um, you know, it's this intuitive type tool that just lets them run their business. And so what ki- size of company would use it and what kind of companies would use this? That's a fantastic question. So, you know, when we were early on, we thought, hey, this is a tool that really hits this mid-market. Um, and what happened was we started finding a lot of the smaller companies were jumping all over it going, hey, you know, I have 20 or 50 assets but because of our price point and the way that it scales, it just become, became really affordable to, for them to get on it. Um, so we saw a lot of traction there, but you know, six months in, we landed our first big enterprise uh, customer. It's the largest general contractor in the whole Southeast. They're a top 25 contractor on uh, ENR uh, top 100. And so uh, what we found is one, the you know simplicity of the tool allows for the smaller companies to be on it, but how robust it is and the amount of you know modules and things to use within there allows it to really scale at the enterprise level. So you're saying uh, it's good for companies that kind of rent this stuff out, but also uh, keeping track of tools and, and what have you that you're giving out to contractors it could be used for that as well? That's right. So our typical customer is a contractor that, that says, hey, you know, I, I rent equipment and I might rent it from three or four different companies. And so traditionally, I'm going to get a whiteboard and I'm going to start to write different companies and what I rented from them. And one might be a blue market, a green marker, a yellow marker, an orange marker. Right. And I'm trying to track it in these old archaic ways. Some and of them and how long you've had all the stuff and all that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Start date, maybe when I want to finish renting it, but that would be really aggressive for them. Right. When you're dealing with the whiteboard. Uh, and then you see some pretty tricked out spreadsheets because people love all these Google sheets and spreadsheets and, you know, but what I found, and, and this is a mantra of mine uh, for all those tech people that are out there listening is that before you start enhancing things, right? Before you start saying, well, I'm going to give you data down to the nth so you can make a business decision. You know what people really care about? They just care about simplifying their life. And so we said, can we take that spreadsheet that you deal with, put it in the cloud and let you get it on your cell phone, tablet, PC, doesn't matter where it's at, and just make it easy for you. And then more importantly, can we automate the manual? So if you're trying to send a list to your team of everything they have on their project, well, we're going to automate that because your team's going to be built on that project and they're going to get an email every week saying, here's everything you have. Don't forget it. Right. And on the last day of rental, let's make sure you don't forget it because I'm sure you guys have seen equipment just sitting on the side of the road and you drive by it a hundred times. You're like, man, this that's been sitting there for a month. Well, somebody (laughs) forgot it. That's why. 
<laughs> they used the wrong color marker on the whiteboard. <laughs> essentially, that is it? Yeah. Yes. That's, uh, so when when did you find uh, found the company? So uh, it was officially founded in uh, the fall of 2018. We went live uh, the beginning of 2019. Um, and since then, you know, it's been a tremendous amount of uh, customer interaction, customer discovery. What we tell everybody is, you know, we're not that smart. Um, you know, what we are really good at is asking questions and listening. And so what we've designed is really a tool that contractors continue to give input on and we continue to mold and shape in what they want to see, right? And what they want to use. I imagine this would help save a lot of money. Like you're saying, uh, you know, you know, when we're driving by on a highway, there's like just tractors and stuff sitting there for weeks on end, not moving. Oh, yeah. uh, but I mean, it's not just like big equipment like that. It's even just like the smaller tools that you might be renting as well. Absolutely. So the, the, we surveyed our customers um, after six months uh, of having a pretty decent sample set. And they said they saved between 10 and 30% in overall rental costs. And there's two reasons for that. Um, it's not because we're driving down rates or anything of that nature. What we're doing is reminding people not to forget equipment. And if you think you rent something for eight months, months, nine months, and you don't rent it that extra month, well, that's 10% savings right there, yeah. right? But that's happening on a three month basis, right? Or a four month basis. So there's tremendous savings there. The other reason is because they have their own assets and they can search a list and go, hey, you know, I have an excavator or I have, you know, a light tower or a generator or a pressure washer, whatever it might be. You can search one list to see whether it's rented or owned. And now they're deploying their owned assets more uh, and not having to rent. So we've we've really provided some efficiency and savings on that that financial side. And sorry, John, I was going to ask: Does it does your app actually help them decide? Maybe I should buy this pressure washer because we keep renting it, and this is how much we spent on them last year or whatever. Yeah, so we have built some intelligence in the system. We do have a report that will give them a rent versus buy report. Um, so it requires some. Uh, understanding of what the actual value or purchase price of that asset is, but they can use that report to compare uh, and and make those business decisions. And so uh, using this software and, you know, if you're a contractor, you've got, uh, you know, a a dozen people working for you, Uh, I guess uh, with the equipment, you assign it to the different people on the team. So you know who has that equipment as well. Yes. So you can do it two ways um, or actually technically three ways. You can, assign an asset to a project and then that project has a project team. So that team's always going to be made aware of what's going on within, within the project and they'll have visibility to those assets. They don't have to see the whole system. They can only really zero into their project. If, if that's what you'd like, Uh, you can also then assign tools and things to people. So in addition to the project, you can say, you know, Jimmy has this uh, jumping jack or you know, a pressure washer or whatever it might be. Maybe he's driving around with it on his truck and you want him to be aware that he has it. But more importantly, you want to make sure that it doesn't get left on a project. So what we do in our system, we send him an email every Monday to Jimmy going, "This you're responsible for that pressure washer. He just has to hit a green button saying, I still have it, right? <laughs> and so you're essentially taking an inventory every single Monday morning. Right. Um, the other, the third way is you can assign it to a project and a person. So you can do both at the same time. Um, 
the flexibility within yards is is paramount. Uh, my background's behavioral science, so I always look and go, you know, what behavior do you want to prompt? How do you want people to make decisions, or, or what is it the action that you want them to take? Um, and if we can get technology to help them or determine those things, hey, here's the five things you have to focus on today. It just cleans your mind. And and for us, you know, what we're selling is not a just a tool, but we like to think that we're selling peace of mind, right? We're selling a joy generator so that people just feel happier overall in running their projects. Okay, the least happy part, how much does it cost? <laughs> yeah. So um, it scales really, really well. Uh, for For the uniqueness of our product is we allow you to send notifications to your whole entire team. You can put a thousand people in the system to get these alerts, notifications, check things out to them, and all those users are free. You only have to pay for the seats where you actually log in and manage the data. Uh, it's $199 f- uh, a month for the first user. The next user is $49 a month, but you can now buy buckets. So you can go to 10 users for $499 a month. And then you can buy a bucket of 50 people, 50 users for $999 a month. So it goes from $199 a month down to $19.99 essentially, right, um, per user. I, I mean, that sounds a lot, you know, 1000 bucks a month for that many people. But if you're that big of a company and this thing can save you 10 20%, I mean, that pays for itself like very quickly. Our, if you have 50 users, you're probably renting well over – um, well over $5 million a year. So you start oh my doing God. 10% and you go, that's $500,000, yeah. right? So you're paying, <laughs> paying $12,000 for a tool that saved you five hundred. dollars I think the ROI is pretty easy to do. Yeah, I don't need a calculator for that. <laughs> no. We're talking with Jason Perez. He's uh, one of the guys over at Yards, uh, spelt Y-A-R-D-Z. Where can people find out more information uh, about this? So you can go online at, as you said, Yards, so that's yards.com, Y A R D Z, or you can just email me, Jason at yards.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for joining us today. Good luck with everything. Thank you for having me as a guest. Appreciate it. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You are back with the App Show with Mike Agarbo and John Beeler. Let's talk about the contest, John. Yes, we're giving away uh, three sets of Kingston Technologies Fury Beast 64 gig RGB memory kits so if you've got a desktop computer that needs a really nice boost this is the kit for you oh my god yeah i mean having a, you know a lot of memory and the right kind of memory like this it really does give a huge performance and if increase. you don't have any lights in your house these actually have rgb lights in it and they light up and glow <laughs> you can make it any color you want too i think that that would be for people that are building like gaming pcs yeah. and stuff that yeah. typically the side of the case would be like clear plastic or glass so you can see inside yeah really cool glowy yeah yeah so we're also giving away five merch packs and these are basically it's a giant box full of stuff from kingston including a hoodie a hat and a t-shirt among other things and the way to get extra entries for this is go to getconnectedmedia.com click on the kingston giveaway that's on the homepage at the top and basically you just need to be signed in if you're not already signed in and watch our video. We have a new video where Mike tries on all of these products for TikTok. It's embarrassing. I don't know why I did it. I think we had a gun to your head. <laughs> I think so. I want to thank uh, all the folks that helped put the show together. Maybe not John today for making me do that crazy video. Uh, but uh, Christina and the rest of the group back at the, at the studio. We'll see you again next time.
You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.